1: this is for fox sake hello and welcome to for Fox sake my name is Pete Selby and next to me on episode 65 it's Mr Rob Hayes hello Pete how are you? how's packing going for Madrid it's going very well I.E I've bought travel size everything and that's it good because pair of shorts Job done. Now it's been a while since we've done a podcast. It has. We've it had has. three matches since then. But we did give prior warning to. We did Fox 8, for Fox Eight listeners. Yeah, because I was on holiday. I get in the Bar- podcast right. Yeah,
0: I was on holiday in Barcelona recently. Accidentally got stuck there for another twenty-four hours. Show off. Yeah, and then uh, you're going to Madrid tomorrow, so we've we found a little window of
1: availability. That is right. We we said in the last podcast there will be a thirty-six hour window, and uh, to do the podcast, and that's why we're doing it now. Um, so since so what's happened since we've last been here? Who's who's in charge? Is Nigel Pearson still manager? Uh, he's not back
0: yet. Right,
1: right, but we're
0: all waiting for it. Okay. Um, but we've lost a game. We, we've
1: we've actually lost a game of football. Sack the board. Yeah. Woof. Sack Shakespeare. Shakespeare out. Get rid. Yeah. Change the color of the shirts, change the name. Yeah. Um yeah, we were lost to Everton uh, in a, in a very open and crazy d- game on a on a balmy Sunday. Interesting, wasn't it? I think it it took everybody by surprise, didn't it, at the start? Now, I've I've not said this to you before the podcast, but um, I've mentioned it a couple of times to different people, and every single person has looked at me as if I've said something really stupid. I know they look very well. Um, Now, do you think that the openness and the free-flowing football and the bit of pressure maybe taken off the players, um, but do you also think the weather had a lot to do with it as well? The weather, yeah. Why?
0: Ice, I, because well, it's nice and warm. Oh, they were outside in the sunshine, so they thought they'd have a bit of fun.
1: Yes, no, I agree. Yes, that's that's it. Look.
0: What are you going to do? Start putting a paddling pool in the six yard box or something? Well, bonus rounds. That'd be great. Yeah, Mike we'll Stowell have... on the sidelines with a super
1: soaker. Yeah, but no, but the fact that it's the first really hot day of the year, and even though Islam Suleimani wore. Gloves for Oof. whatever reason. I don't know. I mean, Short
0: sleeves and gloves
1: isn't a thing for me anyway, let alone on the hottest day of the year. 23 degrees in Merseyside, it's the hottest it's ever been. But uh, no, but the, the warm weather, it's conducive to free flow and open football.
0: You know that look you were talking about? <laughs> right? How people look I, at you as if you've said something really stupid. I think I'm right. I think I'm right. All right. I personally think that the openness of the game was due almost exclusively to the fact that we made five changes. Really? Yeah, and that Andy King, though a loyal servant he is, he's not the kind of man in a central midfield to stop anything coming through it. No. That's... He, he just kind of bobs about a
1: bit, doesn't he? And they've got Romelu Lukaku. Well, yeah, also that. Yes, Moose scores goals. He does score goals. Well, I... Quite a lot of them. I didn't... Uh, well, I basically turn up late to the game. Not on the day of the game, as in, like, to the to the gate outside. Um, I basically switched it on after about a minute and a half. I think it was 1-1. Well,
0: four minutes, but yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah.
1: But um, it was 1-1. And uh, an uh, unreal start. Good goal by... Uh, Slimani, they kind of walked through the defence. We did the same grey and uh, laid it off for well. Good Slimani. finish by Slimani, though, in not it? For a bloke that's not played a lot of football in the last few months. It's, it's, uh, he can score with his feet. Well, yeah. It's amazing. But but And he, the first away goal as well. Who for? Him. Slimani. Yeah? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's, so, he, so he doesn't just score with his head at home.
0: But the thing is, people say, oh, how can you put this kind of price tag on a striker? But there's not many of them <clears> in that kind of counter-attack with the keeper rushing out at the pace that he, do- that he did to just... Take a touch and go pop straight yeah. underneath
1: him it's yeah. it's a world class finish it was a good finish, and it was a game that it's a shame that we lost and we've we've broke the uh the unbeaten run and the winning streak and all this that and the other but uh, at least they didn't just go and get smashed four nil or losing a drab one nil. They went for it, and it was an, an open game, an exciting game. And they they could, I mean, they should have got a third, even, possibly even an equaliser. They played very well towards the end. azor had a couple of good chances. Didn't yeah, um, I'd, I'd have
0: loved him to get a goal. Oh, it would have been regardless good. regardless of what it? he said on Twitter about the club and. and oh, they never played for again. As well, that was yeah, of course, and and I think most yeah. of it was directed mainly at Ranieri rather than the club as yes. a whole. Uh, it wasn't meant as any disrespect to the fans, anything like that. And I'd have just loved him to get a goal because you could you could hear the atmosphere when he came on as well. The, the fans were singing his name. I think everybody wanted him to score. Uh, the second header, Robles, made an unbelievable
1: save. Really good save. And it would have set up the game as well, wouldn't it? One, one, one there goal down, 10 minutes to go. Bit of a barrage at the end, wouldn't it? It would have been. It would have been the Alamo, as people say. Mm. And then he would have nipped down the other end and scored a fifth. You reckon? Probably. <laughs> Who? Everton or Leicester? <laughs> no, <was>, uh, Everton. <laughs> yeah. Well, own goal. <laughs> Where's Frank? Um, yeah. So never mind. And and the fact is that we didn't rest as many players as maybe I thought we would, and maybe hoped as well. But hopefully, uh, by the sounds of it, there's no new injury concerns. And um, and yeah, it's unfortunate that they had to play on at four o'clock Super Sunday on the Sunday which is crazy daft, absolutely crazy every other league in in Europe sorts their games out at this time of season who's left in the Champions League I tell you what don't play at 4 o'clock on a Sunday you can play first thing on a Saturday morning or
0: yeah put us on the Saturday lunchtime if you want to put that
1: game on telly put us on Saturday lunchtime exactly or sometimes I think in Germany they play sometimes on a Friday to give them the full weekend to prepare for European football now if anyone, if you if you do mention this out there in 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 podcast land, in, in Leicester land, um, and they turn around, and go, "Oh, look at you you're in Champions League now," and now you want it all changed. I am not being really funny, but if you are Leicester, right, and you are playing, let's just say Manchester City, who are in the semi finals of the Champions League, for example, and the game is on four o'clock on Sunday, and it gets changed and moves to Friday, uh, to a Saturday, and they turn around to Leicester and say, "Right, we're moving the game because of." Man City are in the Champions League I'm pretty sure there will be a few fans who are like oh, okay that's maybe you know what why I should do but the majority of fans will go well that seems sensible that's understandable yeah that seems sensible because we want English teams to do well in the Champions League which they haven't done for years yeah and I'm not talking about just pure group stages all the time I'm talking about the latter stages the quarterfinals mm. onwards I'm pretty sure everyone will be fine with that but uh, it just seems it's, it's crazy it, it, absolutely crazy
0: Now, we said on the last podcast, Pete, uh, there was before two uh, very quick-fire home games against Stoke and Sunderland, that four to six points coming out of that and we would basically be safe. Yes. Uh, but they were both very winnable games, and we were happy to have them both at home to try and continue the momentum. 2-0, uh,
1: 2-0, six points, up into the top half. Happy days. Easy. I think the um, Stoke game especially, a really good performance... Um, against Oku to be fair, they a lot of people were very downbeat on their performance, but uh, they had their spells in the game. They, yeah, they were. All they right. were. All, they were all right. I think that kind of sums it up. Really, they, they were all right. They missed that sitter towards the end. Peter Crouch. But um, let's just let's just talk about Leicester. It was very reminiscent of last year. Yeah, uh, the crowd was very rem- reminiscent of last year. Um, but. Uh, the goals, which I think you, you have to talk about this game. When you look back in, uh, at this game at the end of the season, maybe even next season, the season uh, after that, you'll look back on a 2-0 win against Stoke at home and it won't be the performance. It might not even be the scoreline. It'll be the goals. Yeah. And these will be goals that we replayed for a long time. Indeed goal. Yeah, I was on commentary for that.
0: Uh, and I had, a, I had a dodgy voice. It was it was struggling I'm still struggling now actually a week on, but I uh, I'd woken up with quite a sore throat and then all of saw a sudden Saw the Booze in in Barcelona. No, this was before then. I promise. I saw the Leicester booze instead. Right. Um no, I I I was on commentary and, and he's got it in centre midfield and he's gone past the player and you're thinking from there he's just gonna knock <clears> it out wide. And then all of a sudden he just absolutely blasts it into the top court. Such a good hit. Um yeah, my voice didn't really get there where it needed to get. It was um, I kind of squeak, squeaked a little bit. You've ruined the goal, basically.
1: I t- um, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you've ruined one of the best goals you'll ever see.
0: Yeah, hmm. but I, t- I managed to sort myself out in the in the um, in the few seconds afterwards and and get to back to a level that I could deliver at. Um, and Alex on co-commentary, who you've heard little snippets of on this podcast, he said, uh, that goal take you by surprise. I was like, well, yeah, the goal took me by surprise because it took everybody by surprise. But it took my voice... It took the, it took the goalkeeper by surprise. But yeah, but it took my voice by surprise even more. But it was, it was just... Such a good hit! The way it, it
1: curled away at the last second—you could not have placed it any better if you tried. He, he's getting better and better. Indeed, isn't oh, he is. He's really settled into the squad. There was a few things on. There was a was it a, a fake um, agent linked him to Man United, and he came back on Twitter saying it's a load of rubbish. Right, indeed, yeah, so yeah, I saw something. A bit, about bit weird, bit, a bit bit strange that. But he he is developing it very quickly into a top class. Premiership midfield it 's amazing the way he stamps his authority on games
0: and puts himself about in central midfield when by all accounts he 's probably the quiet one of the quietest members of the squad He said mm. himself that they call him the teddy bear in the in the changing room and that he 's the subject of a lot of the jokes, a lot of the pranks because he 's so quiet, but then he just crosses that white line
1: and for ninety minutes he's, he just charges about, wins everything he, he gives you one hundred percent which, as fans, is what you want yeah. you want the one hundred percent and if you 're not good enough but you're given 100%, then you get let off a little bit because of that. And uh, a a great goal from a player who's really developing into a top-class midfielder. And then the second goal, well, uh, he's not going to catch a volley like that, is he, Jamie Vardy, again, as well. He he went just for power. It was a a, a little chimp ball in by uh, Simpson, who had a really good game. Two assists, Simpson. Two assists, Simpson, uh, for those Dream Team followers out there. Um, Yeah, a, a lovely little dink in. And Vardy... Smash, basically. Smash. Yeah, It's a finish that he wouldn't have produced in the first four months of the season. And there'll be a few people out there who actually wouldn't have seen it because it was very early in the second half. Mm. Notorious supporters still having a few beers. The prawn sandwich brigade. And well, all maybe that. not the prawn sandwich brigade. Oh, they'd just... have missed it too. Oh, they... Yes, that's right. They would have missed it. But I'm talking about the real fans, the proper fans. Quick, the bars uh, close yeah, it and get one more in. Exactly. Uh, they would have probably missed. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're <laughs> that the again. real fans, are they? They are. Man of the people, Pete Selby, says they are the real fans. Um, If you miss the uh, opening few minutes of the second half because you're boozing, you're a real fan. Yes. So basically out there... Pete Selby 2017. That's right. If you saw the goal, you're not a real fan. (laughs) A real fan would still be by the bar. Oh, behave. That's that's my... uh, There you go. That's my theory. If you saw the goal, then you're not a real fan. Pete Selby's Guide to How to
0: Alienate for Fox 8 Podcast Listeners. I, yeah, I just do it just by talking. It's a, basically, it's a good job. Not everybody agrees with what you say, and it's a good job the rest of them don't listen to what you say.
1: I have an email here. Which, oh, go which on, man. Segue nicely into this uh, email section. Uh, I'm just going to uh, find it in one sec. Talk, la- talk, la- talk la- Lastly, on the Stoke game, Damari Gray uh, starting because Mark Albrighton was ill was
0: unplayable. His he, the pace that he carries the ball at is pretty phenomenal. Um, and he, along with like, he's kind of taken the boost that the rest of the squad have had into his own game. Uh, and I think the more game time he gets, we we've been saying it on the podcast for for a long time. But the more game time he gets, the more confident he he will get to try new things. And he 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 nearly got killed by Ryan Shawcross because he beat him so easily that Shawcross just decided to absolutely wipe him out. But Damari Gray was one of Leicester's
1: best players for me as well. Uh, yeah, sorry, it was uh, on Twitter um, because obviously there's been a delay with having the next episode because you've been gallivanting around birthday celebrations and all that. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday, you big jerk. How dare you deprive us of the Fox 8 podcast? Thanks, Packer Kent. Oh, well, you know who you've seen it then. <laughs> oh, I saw, I saw that. Oh, I've had that saved up for ages <laughs> as well. Uh, but also, I asked for people to say a uh, one word review, which our. Um, it's not really sister podcast but uh, it's more like Ugly Step Sister Ugly Step Sister po- uh, podcast uh, something to do with Forrest uh, they do this one word review which I take great delight in replying to every single week um, and I'm surprised they haven't barred me what really. do you normally put garbage Oh, oh, oh no, no, all sorts no because normally they lost so everyone does say garbage and all that sort oh, of Oh, and thing. you just put delighted. Oh, I'm put uh, ecstatic, over the moon. <laughs> I, I put what people have put for Leicester. So I said the the two wins, how could you describe it in one word? I've got uh, fabulous. I've got cosmic. Um, Mark M- per- who said cosmic? Uh, and Dickens. Cosmic. Yeah. Good word. Uh, Bella Luan. And uh, Mark Perkins has got... Um, so one word. Super Leicester, great goals, Champions League on way, happy times and fans.
0: That i um, I mean, strictly speaking, if you don't put any spaces in it, yes, that's one word. But um, uh, on the Ben thing, by the way, uh, I know we've talked about Everton, but he was directly or indirectly responsible for all four Everton goals. So uh, <laughs> uh, at least he's not going to be playing against Madrid. Oh, that's right, he is. Uh, oh, yeah, but if you don't start him, you end up uh, starting Vasilevsky.
1: Do you know what? There is a, trim- uh, there's a real big part of me that would love to see Vasilevskiy start <laughs> against Atletico Madrid <laughs> in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Come on Leicester. then, Griezmann, try and get past me. It would be... <laughs> come, on, absolute- come on then, Fernando. Me and you can go head-to-head in a 100-metre sprint. It would be a car crash, absolute car crash. But no, a fantastic two victories... Uh, so the two goals against Stoke and then we played Sunderland and because it was a few days later and to be fair Sunderland haven't really played all season so they're fresh as a daisy and uh, and, and to be fair to Sunderland they actually came at Leicester mm. and and gave it a right go and um, it was very close but then that bit of class towards the end Mark Albrighton came on and he's looked brilliant over the last couple of months but yeah. uh, the, the desire that he had to get the ball for the second goal and to beat his man and then to play the ball into the area, one-touch Vardy, bang, smash, top corner. The goals were scoring a fantastic, well done by Slomani, good header, very strong to shrug off uh, Kone, their defender, who made a brilliant tackle towards the end to stop Slomani scoring again. Yeah, I saw that. A brilliant tackle. I, I, at first, I thought, oh, come on, Slomani, you should have scored that, but uh, an amazing tackle. Um, so, yeah, very even game, and then with those two goals, Leicester go and win. I mean, they hit the post through... You know, it just sums it up, really, when you're down there at the bottom of league. Really, they're going down. Uh, so, two wins on the bounce. Now, we're not safe. We pretty much are, though. The entire bottom half of the league is still looking over the shoulder because of what Hull have done, really. Yeah. Hull's wins on the bounce at home. That's what's um, basically shoved everything so, together. Sunderland are, Sunderland are down. <coughs> Middlesbrough are down. down. They can't score, can um, they? And then it's
0: really... Uh, well, it looked like it was going to be Hull or Swansea. And Hull are now out of the relegation
1: zone by a few points. Yeah, and Swansea down there. Bournemouth are, are tumbling fairly quickly. And if Crystal Palace don't get anything against Arsenal, the game on Saturday against Leicester is going to be really important for them. Mm. Uh, obviously we we very need tricky. one more win, don't we? We, we do, and we've got some home games still to play. We've got Bournemouth, I think, at home, and the rest of the fixture list, which, to be honest, I don't know. No, um, I still think we'll finish eighth, you know. I think we'll finish... I've just been on, just been on the... Uh, on Speaking about Leicester and um, oh yeah, football and racing personality Pete Selby. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, to the to the uh, the Liverpool area and uh, and they said they're going to finish top half, and I agree with them. Yeah. And they were full of it really, because a lot of Everton fans, and they were saying, "Oh, what a great game!" and wished us all the well over in Madrid. So uh, yeah, very kind. I I think we'll finish top half as well. Um, I think it's going to be awkward against Palace. For the obvious reason, depending on what happens in Madrid, yeah, it really does. If we get smashed in Madrid, then it could go horribly, horribly wrong against Palace. If we get a really good result, to be fair, I know we need the points against Palace, but if we get a really good result, what what team are they going to play on Saturday? They still have to play a good team, but you know, let's just say let's just say we come away from Madrid with a draw or even a win, then does it mean that we're right? This is a real possibility now of going through. Mm. Do we then just rest everyone? And um, and then play the full team against Madrid. And it's Switches it's, switch it's eleven players out. Yes, it's awkward, but, but that's all in the future. We're in a better
0: position now than we were a few weeks ago because we are pretty much safe, although mathematically we're not. Uh, if we were going into this Atletico game with a lot of worries on our backs, then changing loads of players and losing four two at Everton, we wouldn't have glossed over it so quickly. No, and and Robert Hood said in in the pre match press. Um, conferences and interviews and stuff, Uh, he said that they're on such a high and such a roll at the minute that a defeat to Everton wouldn't matter. It's it's almost like people knew the changes were coming, people knew the Atletico game was coming, and nobody was really banking on beating Everton, but it will be
1: forgotten about straight away. And also we'll have our, our new super striker up our sleeves. Yeah, probably not. No. I didn't know we signed him. Yeah, I didn't know we... I, I mentioned this oh, to Pete just before we, went, before we went on the podcast. How we many people, who? before we before we say it, out there right now listening to the podcast, are you aware that we have signed a centre forward in the last, depending on when you listen to this, let's say, week or so? I had no idea. I think I've got my finger on the pulse. Big news, mate. The,
0: new,
1: the new Jamie Vardy. Well, everyone everyone who's signed from non-league football is definitely going to be called the new Jamie Vardy. Yeah. So... We've signed him from where? What's his name? Stafford Rangers, Josh Gordon. And how old is he? 22. He's going
0: into the development squad for the rest of the season. Right. Uh, he's been on trial and played a few games with them and, and done all right, apparently. 11 goals and 18 games for Stafford Rangers this season. Which, really? Yeah, you, you'd you expect him to be more prolific than that, but yeah. apparently he's done all right. He, he grew up
1: in uh, the Stoke Academy. Oh, right. Yeah. Did, did, he, did he want to go and work as a holiday rep in Ibiza like Jimmy Vardy? Um, That was a strange story, wasn't it? Yeah, not a
0: particularly surprising
1: one. No, no, maybe not. But uh, you would have thought, even though he's maybe wanted to do that in the past, but when he signed for Leicester, and I know it didn't, you know, it didn't hit the ground running, mainly because obviously he's coming from Fleetwood, stepping up to professional football or full-time professional football. with Leicester, as in like the, the the training methods and the diet and you know being a, a a top club rather than being at Fleetwood, with the greatest respect, it would take a good few months to sort yourself out, basically for your body to adjust. Mm. Um, but then to turn around and say, Do you know what, I might quit and go go work in a Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, I'm so glad we kept faith. I am. I mean, the guy's on absolute fire at the moment, and it's like I say, it's not just the quality of, uh, the quantity of goals; it's the quality of goals. You know, he's a scorer of goals, he's, a, he's a, a great scorer of goals and a scorer of great goals.
0: Yeah, that's very profound. Thank you me. very much. Let's, let's it, took hope, me a, it
1: took me a while to get it out, but...
0: Let's hope Josh Gordon's the same. Yes. So before we move on to a very uh, specific and excitable preview of the Atletico game, Pete, you've been rifling through your phone to try and find this, this email that you mentioned. For fox8podcast at com. by the way, if anybody wants to, to get in contact in more than 160 characters or so that you're allowed on Twitter.
1: Yes, and, and to be fair, we obviously do read them, but uh, we try to uh, mention as many as possible. Uh, one I didn't mention at the time, but Haseen Ghazali... Um, I had faith that Leicester not getting relegated this year, but after a disappointed decision regarding Ranieri, I think Leicester is finished in the Premier League. Only reason Avardi and Mares uh, didn't walk from the club is Ranieri. No other reason, thank you. That, well, was, that was on the twenty third of February. Yeah. How how things have changed, Mister Gazali? Yeah, been proved wrong. <laughs> uh, and a really <laughs> yeah, and a really good. Uh, keep listening though. Keep listening. Um, and a really nice email actually from uh, American Fox. Uh, from Eric. So hello to Eric over in California. Uh, listening to the podcast. He's just uh, uh, been supporting Leicester actually since Vardy scored that volley against Liverpool. This is a brief uh, run through the email. Um, that volley against Liverpool. Uh, and basically he says he's been getting a lot of grief from Arsenal fans over in the ha. States that he supports Leicester. What, oh. what have they won, Eric? What have they ever won? Exactly. and Well, they've won more than Shh, what we have. But... What have they won recently? No, but there's there's a million reasons why being an Arsenal fan is worse than a Leicester fan, they moan even though... That's the problem with Arsenal. They just moan, don't they? Yeah. They moan about everything. Always somebody else's fault as well. Yes.
0: It's not the fact that they're a team and a fan base full of bottlers. They are slowly
1: turning into... A very, very easy club to really hate. And I don't hate many clubs or many players or anything like that, but you can easily dislike Arsenal now. Yeah. And it's and to be honest, it's nothing to do with the manager or anything like that or some of the players. It's it's the fans. It's what have they The problem with Arsenal is that they're turn the fans are turning into a group of supporters who if they do not win something or win the league, then everything is completely wrong. And if you go if you have that attitude you're going to be miserable for 90% of your football in supported life.
0: You, mm. you know? yeah. Eric, supporting Leicester may have its ups and downs, uh, and you've probably experienced them in your short time following us, but we're, we're, we're a much better fan base than Arsenal. So if they take the mickey out of you, either bite back at them or just know in yourself that you support the better club.
1: Yeah, I always, I always look at it, um, I always think of the Spurs angle where um, if they win a game, they are not happy they are just relieved they expect to win but then if they lose a game they it's the end of the earth so basically they're never happy mm. that's that's they they're in that kind of group of there's only one or two clubs in the world which If you support, you expect them to win all the time, like Barcelona or Real Madrid, really. But uh, Arsenal, very easy to hate. Uh, And he does say, actually, um, do you think it's a good thing uh, or just the bandwagon effect? Basically, he's jumped on the bandwagon because Leicester are doing well. Is that a problem? No. And we've said many times, actually, before this, if you are now supporting Leicester or you know anyone who's just started supporting Leicester because they're doing well... Fine. You're all very welcome. You're all very welcome. Go and buy a shirt. Be proud. Support Leicester. Not a problem. When we start talking about players in the nineties, which is our era, really, um, in the O'Neill days, learn about the club. Go and buy the um, foxes and Fo- what's it called? Fossils, uh, Fossils and, foxes. and foxes. But but take a wheelbarrow with you. Yeah, it's a it's a big book. Get that. Learn about the history of the club. It's a great club to look back on. Yeah, join the bandwagon. More the merrier. It's I, I'm not I'm not bothered at all. No, me neither. And what I would like. Um, and I can hear a lot of people out there right now think probably thinking the same, is that obviously if it's difficult to get a ticket for a home game, which it doesn't really apply to Eric because he's in California, but um, if you are a fan of the club and you've been going for years and years but now you find it difficult to get in because there's lots of, say, football tourists now watching Leicester, that maybe is an issue. But for me, the way to get around that is to put another tier on. Yeah. Um, Hundred percent. If the than... fan
0: base is expanding, the stadium needs to... exactly.
1: It's not the tourist fans' fault, or the or the people who jumped on the bandwagon. It's not their fault. They just need to maybe expand the ground, which hopefully they will be announcing news in maybe in the summer. You'd hope but, so.
0: Yeah, I think they wanted to see how this season went and get a bit of solidarity in and know that they could continue to sell it out every week. I understand in the short term over the last uh, 18 months, two years, it's going to be a little bit frustrating for those for those lifelong supporters who haven't been able to get to as many games. But look, embrace it. We're now a world famous football club. So whether, whether in the next couple of years we finish 14th, 15th and don't go on Champions League runs and people lose a bit of interest or not, embrace what we've managed to achieve and experience let's expand the stadium let's uh keep the the continuity of the club's growth in terms of the fan base the uh performances on the pitch the quality of players we sign everything is still on the up yes we've had a few dodgy months but look enjoy it and then when they build a new tier you can sit in one of the new seats
1: he um he also supports Seattle Sounders so he wants us to support them so that's easy we do that all right yeah, yeah. go up up the sounders so we, is it the Carolina Panthers in American football now the Sounders in MLS, I think so. I think that's how it works. But uh, for me, um, I actually—I don't know whether I've mentioned it on the pod that I heard about they were they, the plans for the ground expansion have all been ticked off, and it literally is press the green button for go. Yeah, it's all been done. the The, the builder, it's the, the contracts have been sorted and everything. And uh, I was told that the people who are going to um, who, who do the work, they're just being way waiting to be given the the green light, basically. Um, it's all been signed off to do it. it Where's just... it going to go on top of the east stand? Um, no, I heard it was going to be the north stand, the south stand, and the east stand. Basically, the roof just gets lifted up, and they're just going to add more rows on at the back. So it's not going to be another... all three of them? Yes, it's, just gonna, it's not going to be another tier. It's just going to be added rows. Oh, okay. So if, if you were basically... Uh, coming out into the ground, and you were walking towards the back. You just carry on walking up the same flight of stairs to go on more seats. So it's just going to be an extra, I don't know, say twenty rows um, added on, or maybe yeah. slightly less, but the, all the way around. The capacity they were they were talking somewhere around forty. It was about forty thousand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and imagine having
0: a forty thousand seat stadium in Leicester. Be amazing. Well, they used stuff. to cram that many into Filbert Street when you could squash as many people in as possible, but...
1: Yeah, there was the um, the Spurs game where everyone sat on roofs and this, that and the other. Yeah. yeah. Health and safety don't allow that kind Oh, of no, stuff not, not at all, not at all. But hopefully that happens in the future. So, yeah, you can get in contact with the podcast uh, for fox8podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, which is at ffspod, ffspod for Fox Eight Pod, um, and obviously on Facebook. So go to Facebook, s- search for, for Fox Eight Podcast, and you can see it on there. Um, a word about iTunes: you co- can of course subscribe via iTunes, which is the best way of listening to the podcast. And if you do, just give us a, a rating on there as well—five stars only. Do you know what I mean? Be kind. Yeah, if you're going to do any less than five, don't bother. Yeah, and you know you're going to put one. Don't, don't, don't tell the truth. No one tells the truth. No, just give, just us, give a, us five. Just give us a five stars. This, what yeah. that'll do is it'll bump
0: us up the recommended listener thing for, for other City fans who might not have seen the podcast yet or might not know about it. Exactly. And Therefore, you're, you're bringing us into their lives. You're, yes. doing, you're doing a good thing, people. Yes.
1: Don't, don't be honest with your ratings. Just give us five. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even want to ask what people would put if they were doing it honestly.
1: There is actually a uh, review on there already. How many stars is it? Uh, it's five. Good. And uh, I'll. Well, Was actually, it you? Speak. Speak amongst yourselves. Was it I'll, your dad? Speak, no. Speak amongst yourselves. I'll. Uh, I'll find it in one second. Has he got a comment on it as well? Well, he's he's just smiling now
0: and scrolling through his phone. This is um. This is kinda of the point of the podcast where sometimes I think maybe we should write a Tell few us things about down. Tell us about your uh, Barcelona trip. Oh, I went to the new camp, mate. Yes, I, I mean it's no it's no King Power Stadium, but it's it's quite the facility. Uh I didn't really have um a hundred Euros expendable to, to go and watch and play against Sevilla. Uh so I just went on the tour the next day. The uh the other half treated me blessed so she does not even like football. Well, she does now, since I took her to the second leg of the uh Sevilla last sixteen Champions League game, but uh, Barcelona, lovely city, nice and warm. Uh,
1: it's got a beach as well as. Some... Found it, I found it. Right, you can stop. Oh, uh, uh, New Camp's great. Five stars. Yeah. Uh, it's the best Leicester City podcast around. That Pete Selby talks a hell of a lot of sense. Who said that? Pete Selby. You commented on it yourself, yes. didn't you? Yes. Fantastic. But it was quite a while ago, though. So... so there was me thinking it was your dad, but no, it was actually even worse than that. It was you. No. There we go. So, yeah, raters on, uh on iTunes. That would go uh, down very well. Hmm. Uh, now, Even
0: if you don't think that Pete's able to talk to No, no, no. no. Uh, football. Yeah, back to um, the
1: football. Now, we're going to be playing against Madrid. So, I fly out the day before the game. Um, so, it's not really a, a bit of a heads up, but if you do follow us on Twitter, um, stay alert to the, the Twitter feed because there's going to be many people out there. Now, I'll be out there uh, for the three days and... I'll be basically taking a picture of where where I am in the bars, and so come if you and do come and say hello, it come and say hello, do you know what I mean it's a bit weird, but like just come and say, oh, I listen to the podcast, you shake hands, have a sing song, have a beer brilliant, just whatever are it's, you yeah. taking your little recording device? I don't know, I might
0: if you do then yeah. then people who have always wanted to voice their opinions and get their get themselves on the podcast in more ways than as just reading out your tweets. Go and speak to Pete.
1: Yeah, I'm, I could just record some sound bites on the phone. I mean, yeah. this is a, this is a production meeting on air, but we can do that. Yeah, do that. I could just record some some clips um, and then go from there. in really. no swearing and try
0: not to slur, or no slurring and try not to swear. Want either? Are you speaking
1: to? People are listening, or me? You, oh, right. mainly. yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, so I'll be posting where I am in Madrid uh, on the official feed, so make sure you follow that, Al, and uh, and also follow it, because it might be quite entertaining for the three days again. It could be. Yes. Uh, 28 degrees, cloudless skies, so uh, be safe. But also at night, it's going to be quite chilly, so it's a bit of an awkward situation. There's some people who are going over just for the day. Yeah. So flying first thing in the morning, and then um,
0: heroic. By the way, well, yeah, they're and, the real fans, not the ones that are boozing in, into the second half. Mm, they're and, also the real fans.
1: Yeah, I, I still, I still think, uh, yeah, you can't really differentiate between the two because we're all real fans. Yeah, uh, but they've got an interesting conundrum of uh, what to wear. Mm. Really, do you go short, shorts and t-shirt? And suffer during the game, but means you don't have to carry anything. But surely during the game you'll be jumping about and getting all excited anyway. Or you might be in the home end. Like you. I'm in the home end, yes. Thank you very
0: much to those of you that spread the word throughout the world about our podcast, because based kind of on that uh, to a certain degree uh, Pete's managed to get himself some tickets in the home end thanks, yes thanks to a thank- Spain based listener y-
1: uh, well yes uh, Steve Taylor thank you very much Oh, by the time you listen to this actually I probably would have got the tickets off you and, and uh, had a beer anyway but uh, yeah once again thank you very much thank you Steve um, thank, and, you, thank you friend for Fox 8 yes and uh, so uh, basically I'm looking forward to it it's going to be an incredible an incredible journey it sounds like the X Factor Um Anyway, let's talk about the game. Yeah, what's, Very, what's, day- what's going to happen on the pitch? Well, for me, I think if you look at how we felt before the game against Seville, we were going there thinking, right, if we can get a goal, fantastic. If we are still in the game when we bring them back to the King Power, fantastic. And I think it's we're exactly the same. Much of the same. Yeah. I think you can say, easily say that Atletico and Madrid are a step up from Seville.
0: Yep. Even though there's only a few points separating them in La Liga in terms of the quality of the individuals, yeah, yes, I'd say so. quality
1: of the individuals. Uh, I think the um, the hostile crowd, the the size of the ground, it is a step up all round. But this is Leicester 2.0. This is not the team that we're playing against Seville. So, yes, we're playing against a better team, but we are a better team at the moment yeah. than we were then by a mile. It's going to be very difficult... You look at the likes of Torres, Griezmann's the one, isn't he, obviously? He's unbelievable. He's, he's a player, he's, he's just the sort of player a lot of Premier League clubs could do with. And it's going to be very difficult. For me, again, if we come away with a 2-1, that's an amazing result. Possibly even a 3-1. Yeah. I know you're talking, hang on, you're two goals down, but, but as you, long as we're still in it. you've got an away goal and yeah. you've got something to cheer for when they come back to the King Power. Exactly. You know, you get an early goal at the King Power, you're right back in the game, here we go. But... So it's going to be very difficult and and I know we're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League and whatever happens from now on, I'm not saying it doesn't really matter but do you know what I mean? We've less, less outperformed anyone's wildest dreams or in my wildest dreams by a mile yep. and that's including the group stages if you go back to them. It's going to be very difficult, I'd love them to get a goal, i love Vardy to just score an absolute perler. And do you know what I mean? Because he, well, he is, I like is Johan ben
0: to score with his shin.
1: Yeah, that's well, that's the um, that's the Leicester fan. I'm, I'm thinking from you know, if we let's just say we score first. I mean, uh, an Ian Marshall type. You know, if we score first, and it's but it's an absolute cracker from Vardy. That's yeah. just headlines around the world because he is the main man of the team. He's he is the story, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, over the last few years, and deservedly so. It would be fantastic just to get a goal and um and, and to be honest, I, where I'm sat I'm right near quite near the front actually in the corner. So if they do run to the corner, I'm gonna throw a scarf on, so you know, hopefully that happens. Yeah. And then hope that you get out of the Vicente Calderon alive. That'd be fine. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go incognito, I'm gonna go in a um I'm gonna go to their club shop and uh, try and get either a T shirt or I'm gonna get like an eighties shirt and wear that. Get a half and a half scarf, I know you love them. I'm not going to get half and a half scarf. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I might buy one, but I'm not going to wear it. I, mean, I don't know. I might not, but we'll see. Um, yeah. So that that that's what I hope. I hope that we. We do something out there, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? We go there and something happens. If if we are going to get thrashed, okay, you lose four one, but you know, get a really good goal on 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 the. That, that's what I want. I don't, don't want us to get thrashed. and It's a bit of a damp squib at home. Yeah. That's what you don't want. You don't want to do what Arsenal did against Munich no. and ruin the second leg. Yeah. Look at the atmosphere or the atmosphere against Seville. Was it was white hot. It was unbelievable. We're and back at the King Power, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's what you want. We but need a... to put ourselves in that position again. Don't exactly, we? but obviously, if we're already three or four goals behind, it's probably not going to be. No, like it, won't, that. it won't be. People, will, people will say, "Oh, we still need to recreate the atmosphere that we did against
0: Sevilla." But subconsciously, though, it it just won't happen. Slimani,
1: no, nobody will believe. Slomani or Okazaki?
0: Okazaki in the away leg for me. Yeah, possibly Slomani
1: in the home leg if we're still in with a shout. But I think in Ooh, terms of. That's that's really good. Actually, I, I I I agree. Yeah, I'd like to play Soleimani in the away leg. I really would, and and put Soleimani and Vardy up top because I think that would ask a lot of questions of Atletico. They would turn around and go, hang on two centre-forwards up top, that's not what many people do against us but, but Okazaki, in their ground. Okazaki does so
0: much good work that nobody yeah, else does. That's very true. In that position, to stop them breaking from midfield, to stop yes. them moving the ball quickly through their central third, I think he,
1: he is priceless to us coming away with a decent result. That's true, but also I think in Madrid, I can just see... And, and, and more than usual, I, I don't mind if a defender, if the only thing he can do or he just puts his foot through it and just leathers it upfield. I don't mind that because you are clearing your lines. Mm. You know, it is safety first, but I don't really mind it. Uh, if you do it all the time, yes, OK, hang on. Sometimes you can just lay the ball off. But
0: Yeah, but have you ever seen Robert Hoof make a pass? Well, that's,
1: that's true. But what I'm saying is that in Madrid... We might be resorting into just get rid yeah. a bit more than usual. So for me, and just having... get Vardy to ha- well, no, harry him. For me, someone like Slamani up top might be better because he would be more of a physical threat up mm. top to hold the ball up, um, more than just Vardy on his own. Possibly. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's a you know now
0: on the wings, you've got the PFA Player of the Year. Yes. who is struggling to reach the form that his teammates have been. Let's yes. Let's be honest. Yes, You've got Damari Gray, who looks electric against Stoke, whose work rate seems to have improved. You've got Mark Albrighton, whose ability with the ball, com- uh, combined with his relentless work rate, means that he's a starter for me. Well, you have to
1: say Mark Albrighton is probably the form player in the team over yeah. the last three or four weeks. So who do
0: you start on the wings?
1: Albrighton starts on one of them. And Ryan Murray starts on the other. Okay. Not great. No no. Alright. No. Uh, Grey can come on just like Salmani can come on. He can come on for many players, Gray. He could come on for Okazaki, he could come on for Vardy, any of the two wingers. He he really could and he probably will do. If we're chasing the game, let's just say we go three goals down after an hour, and we kind of go right, to be fair, if we lose four nil, we might as well go for the game go for a goal. We've yeah. got to go for a goal. Yeah. So you can bring him on. He'll he'll come on to the field. And but you've got to play Mares from the start. There's, it, it, to me, it's not—it's not even a—not even a question. To be fair, the two games against Stoke and Sunderland, it was all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, and Didi and Drinkwater in the middle. Yep. Back
0: for as it has been. As it
1: has been. Ben would will be playing instead of Morgan. I fingers ju- crossed I've for Morgan. Really,
0: really, really hope that bl- that was just a blip from Ben because he's looked all right in the other games. He's looked fairly assured. He, yeah. He loves—he loves winning the ball. Um, which he didn't really display against Everton. I don't know whether he was scared of Lukaku or whether his early um, diving in on was it Barkley who carried the ball for for Davis Gold? goal was Barkley i think he's a
1: strange player barkley isn't he yeah,
0: yeah. but um i don't know whether that knocked his confidence or whatever but I, he he needs to be at the races
1: on on wednesday they all do but he he really does and uh, it's a shame about morgan hopefully he's back for the return leg um i don't think he'll be playing against palace but it's a it's a real worry actually um I, I i no problems with him being out i thought he was just being rested or obviously we knew he had the back problem but i never thought he'd be missing the game no. and obviously they've announced it already yeah. so it's it's not like it's touch and go is it he's he's out yeah. so man uh, really needs to step up and of course <laughs> what happens if one of those go down
0: well you'd have to put a marty in there but <laughs> but but, but you, the question is and we asked it on this podcast you don't have to put him in well there is another you'd have to put a marty in um <laughs> no just know, uh, but we've asked this question on the podcast already. How did Daniel Amati play centre back for Ghana in the African Cup of Nations? It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and then when your skipper gets injured, you've got the unproven Johan Benlewane, who's played a handful of games for Leicester, um, and for whatever reason, just, it, his career just hasn't worked. And you've got Amati, who performed at a very high level at a major international tournament, who who didn't start there. And and the thing is, you could be tempted after the Everton game. Uh, and highlighting Ben Loan, who he wasn't the only Leicester player who wasn't a, who wasn't quite with it during that game, but he was he was very much in and around the vicinity when all of the goals were conceded, um, in in a bad way rather than a good way. You could almost look at it and say, do you take a gamble and put a Marty in with Huth? But the fact that Ben Loan and Hooth have played the last four or five games together uh, and developed, well, you'd hope to begin to develop an understanding, what's more risky?
1: I find it amazing that he's not actually been at centre half for Leicester yet. Yeah. I, th- I think it's it's very odd. Um, I think if there's a problem with Morgan, then he's going to have to play at some point because, like we said, Vasilevsky is the only other person. And with the greatest respect, well, with the greatest of respect, you'd probably want development
0: squad captain Elliot Morgan instead of. Well, you Vasilevsky. would do. I mean,
1: I wouldn't tell it to his face. No, I wouldn't. No,
0: but uh, <laughs> you, you try telling him that he's not getting another one-year contract, which he probably will get.
1: Yeah, but I would give him a contract. Well, yeah, I know we've talked about this. Yeah, um, but we it's... don't disagree on many things this season. But No, I'd give him a contract purely purely for the fact that he seems like he's a top-class trainer and really good in the squad. And and his forearm slash elbow looks solid
0: enough to break your yeah. face if I'm you not... tell him he's not having a contract.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um. But, uh, I, I playing-wise, he's he's obviously completely gone, hasn't he? He's completely yeah. gone at the game. He's but, got no uh, legs. No, but it, which is a shame, but... Yes, it is an issue, and maybe our. Market, you never know. Shakespeare could spring a surprise on us. You never know. Risky, though. So, just to recap, um, we are no longer good at football. Again? No, no. Basically, Aww. so we've done really well. We're up in the league, as we all know. And uh, so, enjoy yourselves out there in Madrid. Stay in contact via uh, FFS Pod on Twitter, at FFS Pod. And we will be back with the next episode, which will be probably. After or even before probably before Madrid
0: oh yeah, it'll have to be
1: yeah, this time next week, probably before the Madrid game, so it would include Madrid and Crystal Palace, yeah, and I possibly think... and possibly if we have some clips from Madrid, we might just bung them together, yeah, um, I think I think an Easter Sunday special would be good because I
0: have to go away to work on Easter Sunday evening. we're going for the week, Sheffield the swimming British swimming championships so. mm,
1: nice.
0: mm. yeah so i'm not going to be at the king power watching the game and i'm not disappointed about it one and it won't be one bit
1: and there won't be a, a stupid steeplechase at liverpool that i'll be snowed under by good oh god not another i it was a great race the national i love it i love it as a horse race i think it's brilliant but good oh, god people 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 who come in and want to have a bet and don't know what they're doing ah I told you
0: not to mention that on the podcast. Yeah, I did. It just brought back bad memories. But, but oh Pete, yeah, God. Pete. Pete's had a bit of a rough weekend. So if you see him out in Madrid, yes, give him give him a pat on the shoulder. Tell him it'll all be all right. Get him to concentrate on the football and the beer, uh, yeah. or the beer and the football. Don't, whichever order
1: of preference you like. Don't ask how many places do you pay on a national. For God's sake, please don't talk to him about betting. No. Um, so uh, yeah, so we'll be back. Make sure you stay in contact via Twitter and of course through email. A few emails. So any questions that you've got for us to ask uh, or to answer, sorry, and we can do that. We'll think about having a, a new section of the podcast as well about uh, former players. So basically, we just look into the history of a former player, their time at Leicester, and then what they did after. More importantly, actually, what they did uh, away from Leicester, purely because I was looking through the book and uh, there was a number of players and went on to play for all sorts of different clubs and end up you know, becoming manager of supermarkets and funeral homes and all sorts of stuff and uh, it's a bit quite interesting really
0: yeah so let us know what you think about that yeah. uh, as I say stay in contact with Pete if you're out in Madrid or if you're not
1: then still let us know where you're watching from if you're having a bit of a Champions League quarter final party that's a good idea yeah yeah take the pictures of where you're watching the game and send them through via Twitter once again and we'll retweet all of them now uh, the final thing is scores predictions yeah for predictions are what I'd like uh, yeah, a bit of both then. All right,
0: my prediction is going to be Atletico 3 Leicester 1. My... Oh,
1: God. What I'd like is Atletico 2 Leicester 1. Right. Well, my prediction is Atletico 3 Leicester 1. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> oh, that's why you were angry. Yeah. Not because you thought I was being pessimistic. No. Because I've stolen your thunder. Stolen my thunder. Um... Yeah, three one, and hopefully two one. <laughs> Fingers crossed. If we, I tell you what, if we come back with a draw, we'll be absolutely delighted. That's what Vardy. To, imagine, imagine if Vardy scores in the first ten minutes, and it's one. Oh, just for those minutes that we're one 0 in front. Here we go. You know. Yeah.
0: Well, enjoy it, and we will speak to you after Madrid and Crystal Palace.